1: Greetings and welcome on board WKOK's live telephone talk show. On the mark, I'm Mark Lawrence. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. So good we know who you are. How about everybody else who participates in this program? Lance, Stan, Eric, Charlie, Dan. How about Kevin, our wonderful producer? Kevin, yes, Kevin, our wonderful producer. And the
2: most talented, best co-host you ever had.
1: Ben Reikley. He's yeah. not here today. <laughs> oh, yeah. Took the words right out of my
2: mouth. I know. I thought I'd All do right. it before you did it.
1: All right. Stan's calling in right now, so we'll be talking to him uh, shortly. But Kevin is How on the other side. How do you know s- it's
2: Stan? It could be Eric. It
1: uh, could Eric be anybody. Qu- waits till the show's a, a little bit underway. Okay. Stan calls right away. On the mark, sponsored by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com. Toll-free line open. Call us 1-800-795-9565. <laughs> oh, it's our <laughs> scheduled guest, of course. Our toll-free line will be open. And shortly. Call us 1-800-795-9565. You can email us at onthemark at WKOK.com. We've asked for and received an opportunity to talk to Mary Markle of uh, Sealance Grove. She happens to be a parent, but also the Be Smart lead uh, in our area. Moms Demand uh, Action for Gun Sense in America is the umbrella organization, but Be Smart has done a lot of work just promoting kid safety and gun safety, too, within the home, but also, uh, what, swimming pool safety. What what else? Be Smart covers a wide range of things, Mary. Reintroduce us to sort of the list of good things you guys talk about.
3: Hi, Mark. Hey, good morning. Thanks for having me. Um, Yeah, so specifically, Be Smart, um, our acronym is um, Secure, Model, Ask, um, Recognize, and Tell. And um, so we talk a lot about what it means to be a, not only a responsible gun owner, but a responsible parent, whether you are a gun owner or not. And you and I have talked a lot about having that conversation when your kids are going over to somebody else's house and asking them, um, it's funny, you always mention the swimming pool, among other things to ask, you know, the things that you would normally ask about the safety of your kids. Um, could include things like, you know, do you have a dog or food allergies? Do you have a swimming pool? Making sure that everybody's buckled up if they get in the car. Um, even things like, you know, screen time and, and what movies are allowed to, to be watched. We like to include in that conversation, um, do you mind if I ask if you have guns in your home, and do you mind if I ask how you store them? Awesome. Um, and they answer, you make the decision that's best for your kid about sending them to that person's home.
1: All right. And yeah, that uh, sort of segues into what we were talking about. Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America spends a lot of time making sure that gun safety is brought up and talked about not only locally, but in Harrisburg. In terms of uh, gun related initiatives, what's the Gun Sense or the Moms group doing and what do you advocate for?
3: Well, obviously, um, you know, getting down to Harrisburg and into into the capital to, to talk to people um, has been difficult since uh, since uh, COVID. So we haven't really been able to be back in action in person a whole lot. But we've definitely um, continued our phone calls and and postcard writing and i want uh and we're going to be doing that tomorrow we have some space up in lewisburg at the uh, community zone i've been asked a lot in the last week or so as you can imagine from uh people who know what i do and just in general conversations what can we do what can we do um people are feeling you know among sad and frustrated uh they feel helpless and um moms just really wants to get the word out there that we are not helpless there are so many things that we can do um obviously uh, or not obviously some of the things that um that moms is working on legislatively um while we were you know always talk about um background checks but certainly the um uh, emergency response uh legislation uh, some people might know it as red red flag laws. Um, As you guys know, Moms was instrumental in getting Act 79 passed, which speaks directly to um, getting guns out of the hands of domestic abusers. So on the legislative level, that's kind of what we we do, um, we're working on. But, you know, getting involved at that level, politically, legislatively, isn't everybody's thing, and that's okay. And there's a lot of other things that you can do with Moms, not the least of which is is be smart, um, so that you're you know you're making a contribution and doing everything you can to keep kids safe. Obviously, not to um, not to diminish the tragedies of, of the last week and, of course, again last night. But um, you know, gun violence is the leading cause of death for our children in this country, and that's not exclusive to to mass shootings. It's children who live with gun violence every day. It's unintentional shootings and it's teen suicide. So those are the things that we absolutely can do something about, and that's what we really want to get out there to people that um, that you 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 can take action um, regardless of what it is you feel motivated to do.
1: Do you think we are on the threshold of some action? I keep repeating on the radio that nothing's gonna get done, so we're just wasting our time. But things are different now. Uh, you know, after the shooting in Connecticut, we saw MOMS formed, now two or three percent of the nation's population is part of the MOMS group. So you have that. The NRA is weaker, you know, they have their own issues. And believe it or don't, there's a conversation underway in Washington, D.C. about changes in gun laws. Do you feel as though we might be on the brink of some progress on this front?
3: You know, it does. It feels a little different. Um, it's it, and um, I, I, you know, I sure hope so. Um, I, I wish I could say for sure. I I was um, talking at a church over the weekend about you know some of the some of the progress victories that we've had, both big and small, um, as as part of moms and. When I look back on what we've been doing for the last almost six years, I'm really proud of the progress we've made, whether it is, as I said, I refer to Act 79, or whether it's conversations that I've had with parents who have said, you know, it never occurred to me to ask if there were guns in the home, but I'm going to now, and I and I have to believe that that's made an impact on, on the safety of, of kids. But um, You know, I I sure hope so. I sure, uh, you know, um, you have to stay hopeful because we obviously can't continue to live like this.
1: Well, the NRA Mm -hmm. says not yet. And uh, House Republicans in Harrisburg issued another news release yesterday. Not yet. We're still not at that point where we're going to take action. What's your reaction when you hear these people that are in charge saying not yet? We just haven't hit that threshold where we'd actually promote some action.
3: Yeah, well, um I guess it makes me um pretty terrified um to know what the what the threshold is. Um but again, I like to focus on what we what we can do and um and I think I think it moms um that that's really what what our goal is and and we've proven that we can take steps whether we have our Representatives on our side or not, but you know we're we're definitely still still working for that both at the state level and and the federal level as well.
2: What specific action or law could have been implemented that would have prevented either of yesterday's or the day or the tragedy in Uvalde, Texas? What one thing would have stopped them?
3: You know, Joe, I I really I really feel like the time for debating um, what what laws would would have prevented or, you know, debating the issues on on gun violence, uh, you know, I'm I'm kind of over it. I really am focusing on what it is that you feel you want to do to reduce gun violence, especially when it comes to our children. Let's focus on that. What is it that you feel you can do? Um, One thing that I would like to say is I don't really understand why gun legislation and mental health addressing mental health has to be mutually exclusive um i i I get a little bit um confused by by why why it seems to be one or the other but you know just if 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 fighting for new legislation you know isn't what you feel passionate about i mean i have to believe that we're all passionate about reducing gun violence right joe I mean we certainly' no, don't no, ar-
2: to- no argument there, but I'm looking at, at whether you, or not you think school, uh, the, the answer is in hardening our schools, whether it's taking guns away, whether it's making at 21 the mandatory age to buy a gun. I mean, we're all talking about something needs to be done, but there's no consensus on what needs to be done. As someone involved with it on a day-to-day basis, I ask that question of you simply because I'd like to know what somebody thinks would work
3: yeah well unfortunately i do, you know moms have to keep moving whether there's a consensus or not um and so you know so that's that's what we that's what we focus on um you know uh i mean if you if you're if you're asking for the uh you know um official stance of mom certainly we um you know we we fight to um for for uh background checks and and as i said the uh the emergency response um, legislation um, and and act 79 which we're very proud of having getting passed but again you know I I think you know we have to get out of the way of um, we're not you know everybody's not going to agree it's just not going to happen if we, if we didn't agree after Sandy Hook if we didn't agree after Parkland um, you know I don't I don't see us agreeing now but that doesn't mean that there's no room for progress and um, and there, and there has to be obviously some, some change. I was, when I was speaking on Sunday, I was saying, you know, one of the reasons that I, that I became involved in moms, um, almost six years ago was, um, my son at the time was 13 and he turned to me and he said, no, mom, there hasn't been a shooting in a while. And to me, that's part of this tragedy that a 13 year old would just casually that, you know, as if, you know, we haven't had a thunderstorm in a while. Um, you know, if, even if you take away the, the tragedy and the violence um, that's happened in the last, you know, week or so, uh, you know, Joe, we don't want our kids and grandkids growing up with that that mindset. There hasn't been a shooting in a while. Um, no, no, argument, so
2: no argument that I, we don't want them growing up like that. But here's the reason why I think we always come up short and that nothing ever happens. It's because there is no consensus. There is no clear-cut answer as to what would work. And in the absence of that, there is no unanimity of what things we should try. So it's easy for the NRA and other groups to say, well, we'll just keep our heads down until this all blows over, because there is no consistency. You're saying one thing, another group's saying another. Somebody else says something else. And in the meantime, the gun lobby folks stand there and say, well, guns don't kill people, people kill people. They just sit there and say no. (laughs) I mean, it seems to be like if if anything is ever going to change, we're going to have to have some group sit down and say these are four things, three or four things that we believe would solve the problem. And then we all get behind them, even though it may not be what we want. But we need to say to our state legislators and our federal legislators, we believe these three or four things will work and we want to try them. Pass the law.
3: My gosh, Joe, we agree. You and yeah. I totally agree.
1: <laughs> It's a miracle.
3: This is a good day. This is a good day. Um, yeah, I, I absolutely agree. And, you know, you have, the other thing that I want to um, point out is, you know, Act 79 was introduced by a Republican. Um, we, had, we had great support from Fred Keller. We had great support from Governor Wolf. So it can happen across the aisle. Um, and you know I mean, what choice do we have but to but to hold on to that possibility
1: and in washington d c are do you monitor the conversation down there? I know you're really emphasizing personal action things we can do, but are you monitoring the washington d c conversation at all?
3: well, you know certainly I, i'm I'm watching but you know um uh uh, Chris Murphy's doing, but also you know we have people in the group. You know, so there's our legislative lead, there's our community outreach lead, I'm the be smart lead. So I kind of um, you know I, I, I keep myself informed, but I also look to the people in our organization that have decided. You know, they'll they'll do the deep dive on those issues, okay. and you know we work gotcha. together to decide what, what we do as a as a group. But so, um, But, yeah, I mean, just, you know, please stop by the community zone tomorrow. We'll be there from 12 to 6. I did also want to mention, Mark, that tomorrow is um, Friday. This weekend is Wear Orange weekend, tomorrow being Wear Orange Day. I know that we've talked about this um, before. Wear Orange is Gun Violence Awareness Day. It was started in honor and memory of Hadia Pendleton, a young woman who performed with her marching band at President Obama's inauguration, and then a week later was shot and killed uh, back in her community back home. And her family and friends came together to honor her memory and to do something about gun violence by coming up with um, Wear Orange Day. June 2nd is Hadia's birthday. Um, Orange they picked because it's the color that hunters use to stay protected. Um, so, that's so hopefully everybody will be out tomorrow wearing orange and, uh, and spreading the word about what we can do about gun violence. And that's certainly what moms hopes to do tomorrow and, and every day.
1: Well, we certainly know there's folks that are saying not yet. You know, it hasn't been enough yet. Uh, if folks are interested in doing more tomorrow's event and the wearing orange, uh, where can you get more information if you, if you are ready to do something and to help something and to get on board with the moms group?
3: Yeah. Well, again, tomorrow we will be at the community zone in Lewisburg from noon to six. With uh, we'll be you know if you're interested in a be smart presentation, we'll we'll take the time to try and set one of those up. Um, we'll have um, you know if, if reaching out to your representatives is what you feel you want to do, we'll help you out with that. Postcards and phone calls. Um, can I give my my email address? Sure. Go right ahead. My email address is be c s v moms. So that's be smart, central
1: Susquehanna Valley mom at Gmail. All right. Well, fantastic. Well, thank you so much for the information and your help. Keep us up to date as you and those individuals who do even more closely monitor Harrisburg and Washington. Check in, uh, let them know that they can uh, give us their viewpoints about this important topic uh, at will. Thank you so much, Mary.
3: Thank you, guys. Thanks for having me. I really appreciate it. Well, thank care. you.
1: Thanks for all you are doing. Mary Marco of C.L.S. Grow, a parent, and uh, B Smart Lead—that uh, small er, capital B, small e, then S M A R T Lead—when it comes to home safety and gun safety in the home, and uh, medicine safety, and a wide range of other things. Part of the Central Susquehanna Valley chapter of Moms Demand Action for Gun Sense in America. I guess up at noon to six tomorrow at the community zone. They'll be up there, but you can uh, email her. In the meantime, if you so choose, so uh, at that email address that she mentioned. So, yeah, conversation, Joe, conversation about common sense changes in gun laws that would make us as, safer as uh, at the grassroots level as folks like she described, you know, trying to take action and do something. We're going to take a quickie break. We've got one caller waiting. Got a couple of emails. No, oh, my gosh, a half a dozen emails. Penny, we'll get to those ASAP, and uh, we invite you to get in queue on those. Uh, media 1 800 795 You can email us at on the market WKOK.com, and text us at 70236. Include the keyword OTM.
4: There's something about a handshake. A service really knows what he's doing. You can explain what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
1: Get together and Let's get say this a little kumbaya. Well, this and morning. I think you really, you and Mary agreed on this. And, you know, I, I think there might be, uh, I can list a half a dozen measures that would make us safer, or part of that conversation anyway in Washington, you know, waiting periods and age limits and training required for AR 15s and that kind of thing. But you nailed it on the head, and Mary agreed that until somebody can find up with one thing on which we can agree, we're not going to have any changes. Hopefully, more than one.
2: I don't think there's any one solution
1: but there may be quantitatively a solution if we adopt two or three
2: things maybe it's not all gun regulation maybe it's doing additional things in school funding school police you know maybe it's having teachers uh, with some kind of special training i i know it's controversial to say the teacher should have guns and god forbid i don't think we can ask the teachers to be the first responders in well, to what an about active if you shooter. have a trained
1: teacher with a military background and maybe
2: well that that's kind of fine thing. but that isn't okay. going to be in every school district and you know how many of them are there out there
1: mike you You're on the mark. You get about three minutes, then Stan gets three minutes, and then we'll hit the top of the hour.
5: Yeah, turned on the fake news network. That's what uh, my friends affectionately call Fox for a couple minutes because I like to look at Maria Bartiromo. But in any case, she had two guests on there, and one of them was talking about the southern border. And he said that basically a quarter million encounters per month now. Okay, so every four months, that's a million people coming in that are having encounters that's not counting the people that sneak across you know as a, when there's a diversion or the the people coming in the cartel so that is a lot of people coming into this country they need food they need medical care they need education and on and on and on no one's talking about what is the cost and what is the benefit okay and i don't know that we're really showing the uh, quarter of a million people coming across the border on TV that much. Otherwise, I think people, other people besides myself would be asking that question. Okay, so that's one. Then earlier in the week, I made the comment, maybe it was last week, and you, I think you kind of chuckled when I said, "Behind every if you look behind every Democrat meme, there's usually a lie, okay? And this uh, fellow also on Fox News said that he had basically had to vote for a bill. He was a Republican. He had to vote for uh, a bill, and it was titled, Acquire, uh, ensuring access to baby formula, okay? Assuring access to baby formula. So what would a bill like that do? Uh, Well, it's gonna put uh, baby formula on the shelf, right? No, what that bill did was hire a bunch of new people for the FDA. So to me, a bill called ensuring access to baby formula that hires extra FDA people That's just one of those lies behind every Democrat, and now we're finding out it's behind every bill that they named. You can't even trust the bill. Oh, lordy, lordy, what are we going to do?
1: Well, I, all the bills are named that way. You know, the ones that raise taxes are the uh, you know Revenue Enhancement Opportunity Bill, and yeah, they always name them with funny names. Well, and I think you know, you say behind every Democrat, I, you know, I, I hope you're turning the mirror on Republicans too, because it just. Well, we're
5: going to talk about the big lie now.
1: No, I just I mean, think that's that- what
5: that's what you push in my face every time I say the Democrats are lying, you say, What about the big lie? And my question to you then would be, Well have we ever did an official audit have we ever secured our elections the way that they really need to be secured?
1: Oh yeah, we're working on that. No, first of all, the the twenty twenty or twenty sixteen election was audited, or or, or, I'm sorry, twenty twenty was audited and checked over and over. You know, and I know folks say, well, look at the you know two thousand mules or whatever it's called, and a lot of that's been debunked and is based on you know other theories. But they definitely encountered some factual information, and AP and CBS have both acknowledged that, and those should be woven into our election reforms. You know, I, I don't think the election was stolen but I certainly think there's ways to improve. Look what we did here in Pennsylvania with the governor with so much authority changing election laws at the last minute. So, no, I don't, you know, I think the big lies shouldn't necessarily be part of this conversation, but if we want to do election reform, you know, I think that's uh, very, you know, there's a good possibility. I don't like the idea of the national election reform law that Democrats had talked about earlier. You know, that doesn't favor me. But I just think when, when you call in and you say Democrats suck and they lie and their memes are terrible, I, I, you know, you belittle yourself when you do that. When you say that those are the only liars you can find in Washington or in the nation, or in the. Did voter I say they are
5: the only liars? You're well, the th- one that put those words in my mouth, Mark. Not me.
1: Okay. All right. We got to move on to who's
5: in control right now. Total control in Washington. The Democrats. The Democrats. Okay. Right. So you know like biden everything is everybody else's fault Hope we got to get you know, the other the one, caller okay yeah i got to stop I, you there hey, call back if you
1: need another okay. minute yeah point well taken though you nailed it on the last comment so we, that's that satisfies that uh, discussion uh stan you're on the mark thanks for waiting go right ahead good,
6: good morning got a, got one question you're going to have to uh the 2000 mules movie you say is but for the most part debunked. please explain
1: well, I think AP and CBS both did an analysis of it and f- said there were... Boy,
2: there's some objective of uh, people. <laughs> oh, <laughs>
1: exactly. Oh, okay. All right. Well, never mind then. If you're not going to accept the you know, the objective viewpoints of things, if you think 2,000 mules didn't have a partisan bent and it's 100% factual, go right ahead, you know, Stan. No, Th- no, no, That no, says no, Mark, more Mark, Mark, about Mark. you than it says they never about me. Said,
6: they never said in that movie, if you've watched it, one way or the other, all they did was say... Look what happened here. These people were getting ballots that were not theirs and dumping them into uh, ballot boxes, okay? That right there is illegal, okay? Right there, keyword, illegal. They were dumping ballots. Now, we have no idea who those ballots were for, you know, as far as the candidates, okay? They made some assumptions there, may or may not have been right, but that, you cannot say that they were partisan per se because all they did was prove what the state the government uses to track criminal activity they did it during january six they got all these people that were near washington dc they've gone after them because they had geo tracking data from their cell phones that's exactly what these people used with video surveillance cameras on the ballot boxes to show what they showed okay so if it's been debunked then everything that's been going on with january six and the fbi tracking these people is not real, right?
1: Well, I think you're making a series of broad assumptions. That just because a cell phone was near a Dropbox, <laughs> that the person had a stack of uh-uh. that the person had a stack of ballots and put it in there. Everybody who went near a Dropbox didn't have a stack of ballots in their hand and didn't put them in a Dropbox. All right, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead.
6: Yes, <laughs> Mark. You, you the may... people that they tracked did have handfuls of ballots. Those were the numbers they were looking at, and they have video evidence of it. Okay, not everybody. You're right. When near a ballot box. That's piles of them. Well, feel that's free simple. to call back after the break. That's not what I called, but we'll get to that another day. Well, you can call Have back after, after call the back. break. Call, call back. back. Call call
1: back. back. <laughs> we <laughs> got a lot more to talk about. All right, everybody. You're listening to News Radio 1070 WKOK Sunbury WKOK News Time, 9 o'clock. Live telephone talk show on the mark. I'm Mark Lawrence. Uh, Mr. Kevin is on the other side of the glass. Super guy wins a lot of P.A.V. awards. Back in the day, he used to win a lot of Associated Press awards. And uh, what else can you say about Kevin? Good, just a super duper guy. Uh, he's an elected leader in president his community.
2: Of Council in Danville.
1: Is he president now? Oh, Holy yeah. smokes! What happened? <laughs> he must have left early at a personnel meeting. Uh, <laughs> give it to Kevin. Yeah, he'll take anything. <laughs> so, yeah, and he's been like 20 different. things. Things in the past 20 years here at WKOK, vice presidents and regional affairs directors and corner office inhabitant, and national sales manager and sports guy. It's just a super duper duper guy. Joe's here too. I'm Mark Lawrence. <laughs> Thanks and a lot. I'm gonna. <laughs> uh, what you are here? I am here. Yes. <laughs> no argument. All right, Joe. Look what I have. Twenty twenty. Oh, Mustang 3. 2023 Mustang Mach-E. Of course, if you go to the Sunbury Motor Company, you do have to place an order for them. Uh, they take a while to come in, and the 2022s are sold out. So it'll be about a month or so until they start making the 2023s in Dearborn, Michigan. But I'll tell you what, when they do, they're going to be cranking out a super vehicle that's been improved. It is one of, uh, I kid you not, it is one of the top 10 vehicles in the world, oh. according to Consumer Reports magazine. So is the Kia Telluride, as long as we're on the topic. So in one of the top 20 vehicles in the world, the Hyundai ION. Which of course, another electric vehicle. So, uh, but let's get back to the Mustang, brand new breed of pony. They say the all-electric Mustang Mach-E 300 miles. And it's not the 320 miles that the uh, Ford F-150 Lightning does, but 300 miles on a tank of electricity, and tank it's, of electricity. Yep, I'd it's like going to cost that. you about a dollar and a quarter per gallon of electricity to keep this thing going, which is much cheaper than five dollars a gallon. Uh, for gasoline, and of course it's got Apple CarPlay, or Ford Pass, however you, Android Auto, whatever you're going to hook up to it to, you can practically run the whole vehicle with your phone. It can't drive down the highway with your phone, but you can do everything else with your phone. It's got basically a laptop computer right at your fingertips inside. Fantastic vehicle in every way. Consumer reports just couldn't get over how much improved it is. It's the Ford Copilot 360 2.0 version, so you're looking at a vehicle that basically has a little hover drone that's over you all the time to tell you what the vehicle's doing even when you're going down the highway. It just is a fantastic way for you to get around. You can either get the select version, California Route 1, premium GT or first edition. The GT is the fastest one. I'm sorry to say that uh, it's uh, zero to 60 performance uh, went up. It actually got slower than its previous generation. It's now 2.7 seconds, zero to 60 uh, with all four drives in the GT or all four wheels pulling in the GT mode. So you're going to have to wait a little bit to get up to 60. The other one was 2.5, but uh, yeah, fantastic vehicle. So Mustang Mach-E 2023, get on the waiting list down at the Sunbury Motor Company. It was a two month list or so, but I couldn't I couldn't tell you how long that list is at the moment, but Jeff Clock would just love to put your name in there on the whiteboard and uh, you will get your vehicle. one 800 795 On The Mark Sponsor by the Sunbury Motor Company. Check them out at sunburymotors.com Toll free line is open Call us one 800 795 You can email us at On The Mark at and text us at 70236. Include the key keyword otm uh we are going to do brief news headlines here in a moment uh but uh, we do have a caller waiting mike was on the line when we hit the top of the hour and so he called actually right stan was but oh was it i'm sorry well mike wasn't done either no, so mike wasn't mike, done. go right ahead you're back on the mark we'll do headlines as soon as you wrap up
5: hello hello can you hear me yes yep. go right ahead one of my two best friends is a Democrat. He does not suck. He's extremely misinformed, but he doesn't <laughs> suck. I married a Democrat. She doesn't suck. Some of my kids are Democrats, and they don't suck either. And finally, I never said Democrats suck on your radio show. And you accuse me of saying I, come, I belittle myself by coming on and saying Democrats suck. No, I just report what they do. And I watch enough CNN and MSNBC to listen to their talking heads tell me that I suck because I want people to die. And think, you know, and, <laughs> and if you watch those shows, you know what they do. And those people do suck as far as I'm concerned.
1: Yes, you, you know, value guns more than kids. That was the accusation last night that what I heard. What was the accusation? You value guns more than children.
5: Not
2: you
1: personally, you them. people. Who yeah, break. the them Republicans, not the you Republicans.
5: Yeah, but I, I didn't hear what you said. About oh, I went a you spot.
1: you value guns more than children.
5: Yeah, that's a horrendous, horrendous thing to say right. about anybody. Agreed. and they're good at it. They're good at it.
1: How are we going to get out of this, Mike?
5: Well, I you know, you 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 guys are talking about. Uh, Arm guards at school okay and i'm thinking to myself what what in the heck is going on that we're going to have armed guards at school i mean that to me is a precursor to really bad things down the road not that they're going to cause the bad things but it's a precursor to the idea that really bad things are coming okay that we have to have armed guards to protect our children. We already do, I though.
1: Mean, schools have their own police department.
2: Right. Even schools in our area have their own police departments. You,
5: exactly. And, and, and listen, Joe, I know you're as old as me, probably. I don't know about you, Mark, but you know, we remember the days when there was a, an armed guard that was a, a retired guy about 70 years old at a football game, and that was about the only gun you ever saw around on, on, on school property. You know, so how have we gotten from that spot to now? Okay, and I think we have to ask ourselves that question, and we have to answer it, and then we have to decide. Now, we want freedom, but I think we're gonna have so much freedom that we're just putting a noose around our, our neck as a country. We're not focused, we're, you know, we, we, this, we're in, a, in my mind, we're in a fight for survival. You know, I think there's an economic war taking place on this country right now. Uh, China's part of it, you know, and, and if you go back and, and look, This is the last thing I'm going to say, and I'm honest this time. The last thing I'm going to say is the people that even just question where the virus came from in China were ridiculed and called conspiracy theorists and and everything else by the left, the Democrat left, okay? And to me, that that does damage when people are willing for political gain to, to talk like that. And, Mark, you're right, both sides do it, but to me... The most hurtful and damaging things mainly because they're directed at me come from the democrat left you know and uh, that, that that's all i'm going to say how do we get out of it i, I don't know what, what the answer is the christian fundamentalists will say hey we need to return to god well i don't i think that door has been shut for a long time i don't know that that's ever going to happen i think we we'll are have to be all brought to our knees by something dramatic and i'm not so sure that's not going to happen in our lifetime
1: Well, that's what Doug Mastriano is all about. I mean, he says he's really going to allow his faith to be a a key guiding factor in his governance. AP did a fabulous story about it over the weekend, although one of our good listeners says it was uh, shoddy and one-sided, but I thought it it was pretty well balanced and talked about the fact that uh, he opens meetings and events with Scripture and talks about the fact that his faith is going to be a defining uh, influence in his policies, if elected, so and he's pretty appealing to Pennsylvanians. i think he's going to be our next governor so a lot of folks who are in the know say uh-uh but uh i i see his support growing not getting less
5: really no well, i'm gonna to have to check that out mark because i actually went to to, to visit him at a, at a like a great thing uh here locally in bloomsburg he, he filled the uh, horse barn with a bunch of people. And, and honestly, I came away, I didn't have a good feeling about him. I mean, you, know, you know, people have gut reactions. Sure. I just didn't feel good about him as a candidate in this election. And then again, though, I kind of like that, that Charlie Giro, or Giro, whatever his name Giro, was. Oh, I yeah. Thought, uh, yeah I, I thought, hey, this is a guy that can win it for the Republicans. As opposed to Mastriano, you know, and hey, I've been wrong, but I called the last two presidential elections. So I'm going to I'm going to stick with my gut feelings.
1: OK, yeah, you thought President Biden might win reelection again in a couple of years, right? In, your initial gut reaction is that?
5: Correct? Yeah, that was my, my initial gut reaction. Okay. But I, I don't think it seems, it seems less likely. <laughs> I mean, could he possibly be doing as many dumb things as he's doing? I mean, well, it's he's just incredible. A, he's got a good track record. Can, pardon me?
2: <laughs> he's got a good track record for doing dumb things.
5: It is. I mean, honestly, I I can't. I honestly cannot believe that he can be making these decisions on his own. Or if he is, he's totally incompetent. And I don't think he's totally incompetent. Well, a lot of his I decisions
1: have a beneficiary, though. It may not be you or I or, you know, somebody who wants the border secure or somebody who wants uh, everybody to have formula, baby formula if they need it or if you want a, uh, you, know, uh, you know, people to pay for their own student loans, for example. But all of his decisions have a beneficiary. It just isn't you or I
5: exactly there's a, there's a with every benefit there's a cost to it and these costs are mounting up higher and higher and higher and in in the last I don't know how many years while they were rising the costs were rising the, the interest to pay them off was basically minimal and essentially negative when you get right down to it considering the amount of money that was being printed and uh, you know what, what do they call it the great reckoning I think there's a great reckoning on the way, whether it be economic, whether it be societal, cultural, you name it, even religious. There's a great reckoning on the way, and I don't know that you or I, talking about it on The Last Bastion of Free Speech, can do anything about it. But I think it's time that we all kind of start pushing the cart in the right direction instead of pulling on each different ends And ripping it apart.
1: All right. Google Pittsburgh AP, the victory party took on the feel of an evangelical worship service. The victory oh, that, party. That's the
5: one where they're trying to create uh, Mike ballard being a white nationalist. I, no, I this is all about. No, this Mastriano. is Mastriano,
1: Mastriano, Doug Mastriano. So, all right, thank well, you yeah, so much, Mike. Thanks for checking my in. He's guy
5: now, right?
2: <laughs> I don't know. <well>, yeah. <laughs>
1: he's your nominee. You anyway. want to own him? You go ahead and own him. <laughs> <laughs> you bought <a> him. <laughs> we give him to you. <laughs> you got him. All right, thank you, Mike. Hey, you guys, Thanks for calling. Take care, right, Mike. Very Bye. quick news headlines. Then the break. We got a caller standing by. The COVID-19 slow rise continues across Pennsylvania, although. Lawrence's worthless observation is actually tapered off so much. Same story in the central Susquehanna Valley as the uh, growth of the increase in cases has uh, tapered off. 3,500 new cases statewide in the past week. 40 new daily cases uh, per day in our area. In case you didn't know what daily meant. And the State Department of Health released a weekly update lately. Uh, yesterday, three new deaths. No, check that. Two new deaths in the central Susquehanna Valley. See, I'm always exaggerating. Rotary <laughs> Club Sunbury flags for Heroes event is this month.
7: This will be our third Flags for Hero event in Merle Phillips Park on Front Street in Sunbury. And what this is, it's a time for families or friends or coworkers, whoever, to honor those heroes. And that could be whatever a hero means to you.
1: All right, and that is Victoria Rosencrantz, Vice President of the Sunbury Rotary Club, Flags for Heroes in the Murrow Phillips Park. All the details at WDKOKid.com. You can go to their Facebook page or sunburyrotary.org. If you want to sponsor a flag for an individual you consider a hero. GasBuddy.com out with their weekly report. They say average gasoline prices in Pennsylvania have fallen 1.5 cents per gallon in the last week in Pennsylvania, believe it or don't. <laughs> I don't and believe th- it. Now they're just four seventy five a gallon, and they're pausing on their way to about 5 a gallon or so by the time we get to the end of uh, summer. State police conducted several DUI checkpoints throughout the valley over the weekend. Four drunk drivers busted, no, scratch that, five drunk drivers busted by state police at Sealands Grove and Milton. A DUI checkpoint set up at the intersection of 45 and 405. Don't worry about any new gun laws in Pennsylvania. The House Republican spokesman Jason Gottesman says the Commonwealth has spent hundreds of millions of dollars strengthening schools, creating the Safe to Save program for anonymous tips about. about potential school violence and has a rigorous background check system. They do not support any new restrictions on guns or gun ownerships in Pennsylvania. Of course, the Republicans uh, own the day in Harrisburg, so no new guns. And another mass shooting, the first mass shooting in almost two days, last evening, Tulsa, Oklahoma, uh, four people thought to be random victims of a man who was actually targeting a physician, according to the earliest reports. Remember, whatever comes out from these things, their earliest is often wrong. The irony being some of them had to be rushed to other hospitals because of the shooting. Cops say the gunman was armed with a rifle and a handgun and eventually took his own life. Tulsa, Oklahoma. Double OK News Time. It is now 921. We will be right back.
4: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is.
1: me yeah good sound advice thank you so much blondie with the music there thank you so much even i know that i don't know much about music uh what's her real name blondie Blondie. See, <laughs> you know. Harry. You, I know. You know so much about silly things <laughs> and nothing about what's really important in the world.
4: I wasn't 100% sure you were asking or no, you, it no, was rhetorical. Yeah, I
1: have yeah, Blondie albums. Record albums, believe it or not. <laughs> so they were stored in the attic, so I'm not sure they're still okay. Uh, Joe, it's... Uh, well, we have Van Oh, Van waiting is waiting. I am yet. so sorry. That's right. all right. Go ahead, chat. Sorry, Van. I forgot all about the red
8: blinking light in front of me. Good morning. Uh, Question. Last week, Mark, you made the comment that Beto O'Rourke is your new hero. On Thursday, you made that comment. I wondered, what what did he do that was so heroic that he's your new hero?
1: Well, instead of just talking about important things, he went, to the other candidate in a race, with whom he strongly disagrees, and asked him what he was going to do to improve things, and uh, tried to say afterward what he w- what he was going to do, but he didn't get a, a chance to do that. They kind of whisked him away.
8: <laughs> because he he interrupted a meeting that there's a lot of grieving people there in that town, and I believe he made a total ass of himself. I mean, he was so out of place. The time for what he did, the timing was off. There's a time and a place for things, and he was so far removed from being in the proper place and, and time what he did.
1: Well, I think that what you're telling me is that this was a solemn meeting. It was, first of all, private. It wasn't really intended to be a big media spectacle. And to that end is wrong. But what has happened for Beto is he said he's reached the point where enough is enough. granted, Granted, you know, you have not hit that level. I haven't hit that level. The NRA and Republicans haven't hit that level. But he got to that point where what happened in Texas was enough, you know, to take some action.
8: All right. Well, I, I believe he feigns rage over this, but I, I don't believe... I think he thinks he's entitled to some political office, and the guy, to me, is a loser. But here's here's the thing I wish they would have done. I wish they have said, you know, hey, come up here, Beto, and tell us what's your answers.
1: Well, that's... Right. A- he <laughs> <had> actually <laughs> intended to do that afterward, but they completely moved him from the property. Now, I'm sure if you and I followed up tremendously, he probably said something somewhere sometime, but he had hoped to... Uh, you know, do that a little bit, but it wasn't allowed to. Well,
8: well, to me, he's pretty insignificant. I, I wouldn't, I wouldn't say he's my hero. I wouldn't. I, I'd say he's a total jerk. Of what he did.
1: You right, know, so. and I don't disagree with you on any of those points. But I think we we've got to confront politicians who keep saying, "Nope, we're not there yet." Nope. Oh, then there's another shooting. Nope, not yet. You know, not yet. Uh, that offends Boy, me.
8: I noticed this morning that your, your call-in guest had no specific answer when Joe questioned her what needs to be done. She came back, you know, with, with I, I think she was upset that Joe dare ask her a question like that, and she really has no answer. It's like everybody else, well, we, need, we need legislation, but they don't know what, what to make it. Now, our, our government's going to pass some legislation, they're going to change a few things, and add some more laws, You know, restrict the ages, whatever, and whatever they can do, restrict the capacity of these these guns, and so on. But does it do anything to solve the problem?
1: Well, what did she say that you and I should do, though?
8: You you tell me, because I, I couldn't pick anything that was specific besides just needing new legislation. Did she say anything
1: specific? Oh, she said a couple things. About sending postcards and being involved. She said several things that we can do. But I think what's happened now is because of our, you know, our bent on this, the way we feel about this, we no longer hear what the other side's saying. So she she talked about that being an issue, and then she had several suggestions for you and I to do. Nothing that would, uh, you know, not specific.
8: Sending postcards to where? To our legislation? Right, uh, I think that was a point. And what are
1: they going to do? Well, just tell them you you hit the enough point. I th- I think if you know, let's let's suppose Linda Schlegel Culver got a postcard from every man, woman, and child in Northumberland County saying some small common sense measure in gun law changes or mental health laws or red flag laws or something would make us safer. Do you think she would consider that or shred them? It's with
8: what legislation can they pass, Mark?
1: No, to answer my question, do you think if every man, woman, and child sent Linda Schlegel call a postcard, would she just shred them, or would she consider what her constituents had to say?
8: I don't know. I don't know what she'd do. Okay, I don't well, know you keep pondering that. I don't know what that. she would
1: do. Keep pondering it in advance. Er, Van. Well, I think that we all
2: all of us send letters or communicate with our elected representatives, but we don't always get what we want from them. You know, and, and I think that right. as as responsive as I know Linda Culver is to her constituents' needs, she is one vote out of how many in Harrisburg. She can't get anything right. done I'll on never her mind. own. I
1: guess there's no point. I, I told you before nothing's going to happen, Van. so you are on very safe ground in Washington and Harrisburg. Well, there will be no changes in any laws well, because of Texas. Because we can't Texas. agree.
8: Well, I, I, think, I think one thing they could do pretty easily is to, to harden our schools. Our schools are soft targets. I mean, I don't. You know, you can train teachers, train aides within the school, so you have you don't have to have a police officer on the on the property. You know, during school hours all the time. there's a lot of a lot of school districts that would be an added burden of, of a cost that they really can't afford. That money can be used somewhere else. But if they train the teachers and allow the teachers to have weapons within the school, someone comes crashing into that building to kill the children, then the you have guns there immediately. Van, and you don't have to wait for the, the police officers to, to get inside the building.
1: Van that's a fantastic idea. We should do that. We should have done it last time we had a big oh, shooting. We should
8: have did it twenty years ago.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Well, I, I, forgive me for offering an alternative view to the two of you, but I don't think it's the greatest idea ever since sliced bread. I mean, I, I think Joe. we put enough pressure on teachers as it is to now say that you're not only responsible for educating my kids and now teaching them morality and the way they should behave, but we also want you to defend them with your life yeah, if necessary. Joe,
1: I know well, teachers who wish to step up and do this if they were off at the training and had the permissions.
8: Well, here's, here's the, the, the school's... This, all the schools. If you go to get into a school now, you have to push a button and someone has to let you into that building. Right. So, and, and can it be breached? Absolutely. Anyone who wants to get in can get in somehow. You know, they can just they could walk in with the students in the morning when the doors are open the students are going into the building. They could sneak in that way. So, the common sense thing for me is, and, and to add more to the teachers, like well, the teachers are, what would you rather be as a teacher inside a classroom with a door lock? That can be breached, and and someone get in there with a weapon. Or would you rather be a teacher with a weapon in your hand? That when they do do have a lockdown call at the school and they have an intruder there, when that door is is breached, you have a weapon, you know, pointed toward that door, where you could go ahead and shoot and and stop the threat. Which would be better? The obvious answer is to have teachers and. It, I'm not saying all teachers, you know, get. there would be enough teachers that would volunteer for such training in every school that now for someone to go ahead and go in there, they would realize, hey, they're going to be having a gun pointed back at them immediately. they not going to be a, free, a free-for-all until they decide to either put a gun to their head and end their life when the cops do get there or have a shootout with the cops. It's going to be... You know, stopped a lot. Sooner. It's like
1: having an air marshal on the plane. It's like having an air marshal on the plane. Are you likely to hijack a plane if you know for a fact some individual on that plane's an air marshal is armed and trained and ready to confront?
8: Well, it, it's like it's like post offices. There, there's shootings there, and why? They're another soft target. It's illegal to have guns there. So any any place, you know, go to go to any city like Philadelphia, you're not allowed to have a gun there. So if you go to Philadelphia, you have no means of defending yourself. The criminals, they're going to have the guns, and the law-abiding citizens are not. So they pass laws. It's only going to be the law-abiding citizens that follow the laws. The criminals are going to do what they want. And if someone who has a mental illness wants to get a gun, they can have. They can find a relative, break into a relative's home and steal a gun. I don't care how secure they have those guns.
1: All right, we got gotcha. you. Thank you, yeah, sir. No Thanks argument. for calling in. You and I are in agreement on one thing. Yeah, I th- and I don't think it's just teachers. I think uh, of, of the uh, 200 adults that work in the school districts around here, some are teachers, staff members, support personnel, janitors, uh, you name it. A lot of them would love to step up and do what they could to help administrators, probably even the superintendent. Half, half, and half of those administrators are ex-military. They would uh, love the opportunity to, uh, to be the uh, good guy with a gun. Thank you so much, Van. Thanks for checking in. See you later. (laughs) They might love it, but stop and think about the implications of that.
2: Let's say that the teacher in room 307 is uh, trained and has a gun, but the guy comes in at room 201, you know, and so what is he going to do? He's going to leave his students alone in the room to go downstairs and shoot it out with somebody in the first floor?
1: Well, I, th- I think if if you have, it's like a police department. Unless One, they're all armed, it's useless. Joe, I, I think you can think of scenarios where an armed teacher who's highly trained would be useless. But if you had somebody in the staff on different people on different floors throughout the building and they could communicate with each other on radios or however they would did it, I, I think you can definitely come up with scenarios where it would be no help. But if I were going to use my imagination, and I'm not going to, I could come up with scenarios where it would help. I won't argue and, that point. And so I, I think I think Mary Markle said it best, I think we really shouldn't get bogged down on specific scenarios and talk about major policies on which we can agree. Is there anything we can do? Can raising the age to 21 you know, mean something? Or a waiting period which was one of your favorites? Or um, uh, what did we, somebody just said, changing mental health laws, red flag laws, things uh-huh. like that so here's where we are folks we got a dozen emails now we're being terrible at reading them so <laughs> let's read one then okay. we'll take the break and we'll read the rest
2: John here is taking me to task. Joe, it must be humiliating to work at a radio station that contracts with CBS for news when you have repeatedly expressed derision and contempt for their product, never expressed contempt for their product. You must have a low opinion of the station's ownership as well since they contract with CBS for the very same news. During my 30 years here, John, I negotiated quite a few contracts with CBS for their coverage. They offer when they're doing news and they stick to news, they do well. But when they start putting editorial comments in the news or slant the coverage. Yes, slant the not so much comments, but slant. Slant the coverage. Then that's my problem with them. CBS as a news network is outstanding. Their product is outstanding. The people that we've had on the show from CBS are outstanding. But the overall bent of the network is a little bit too far left for my right. taste. Leans, leans left. And
1: so, therefore, when we're talking about... And Foxes leans a little far too right for my taste. So, so we're talking about <laughs> 2,000 mules, and CBS and AP do uh, pieces where they examine the factual nature. And both AP and CBS said there are plenty of things in the documentary that are 100% verifiably true. It has not been debunked, but there are some things where they made uh, some other things where they made broad assumptions, like anybody with a cell phone near a Dropbox. But drop you said box. they
2: were dis- debunked. You used that well, word earlier in the Well, then show I yourself. overstated
1: their observations. Their observations, that is, the whole thing's not 100% verifiably true throughout. Some of it's based on assumption, and some of it is just downright, well, not false, but just there's, they're stringing together pieces of evidence that don't necessarily. Have you watched it? I haven't. I'll admit, I haven't watched it. Nope, and I wasn't on it, but it looks like we're gonna have to. All right, 1 800 795 9565 is our telephone number. We'll be right back. I have advice for you, Mark. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, let me tell you about advice. Okay. Uh, especially from elected <laughs> leaders. I'll tell you about Alf Mike. 1 800 795 9565. Phones are lit up. Uh, Joe, right hand side. Side? Upper okay, right hand side? Okay. Upper right. Mark and Joe,
2: I like the comment from the guest about gun safety and mental health should not be mutually exclusive. I would love to see some legislation that combines the two points of view to reduce violence. A bill that both sides could be happy with and not happy with at the same time. <laughs> it seems that in government, compromise is a four letter word. In hoverment.
1: Hoverment. <laughs> oh, <laughs> misspelled government. But... Uh, I knew what he meant. <laughs> um, don't you sometimes say that some people, you know, a good compromise is one that everybody's a little bit unhappy with?
2: Everybody says that. That's okay. long, long ago. If, if everybody's upset, then it must be the right thing to do.
1: One of our listeners says, regarding 2,000 mules, you know the very powerful and the ill-informed have one thing in common, they don't alter their view to fit the facts. They alter the facts. ...to fit their views, says one of our listeners. I'm not sure which side he's talking about. <laughs> I'm not sure um, Let's see. All right. Let's get to the phones. Uh, Rob from Pac-9. Oh, Bob. I'm sorry. You're on the, pho- you're on the, <laughs> you're on the radio. <laughs> yeah,
9: good morning. <laughs> Go
1: ahead, Bob. I just want um, to let
9: you know, teachers don't want to have to shoot people coming into their school. They could do uh, security cameras. You can get them on your phone. You can watch security cameras right from your desktop. You can, uh, uh, you know alert the authorities so that they can come if something like that happens god forbid but there's ways to uh and these people that are going out and shooting they need to start arresting their parents charge the parents for a homicide also for not being responsible for that child
2: and at what point does that end, Bob? When the kids are 18, 19, 20, 25? 76. Or if my so long child as is. living
9: in their house. <laughs>
2: okay. Oh, How so as long that? as they move out, we don't go after them. But if they are living in the house, we, we hold the parents responsible. Yep. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, that's you one know, opinion. And
9: as far as Beto you know, at least he's voicing, he's had enough. He's telling people if enough is enough. And, you know, it might have been a bad time for him to show up and say something like that during, you know, the grieving period. But how long do people grieve? If you lose a child or something like that, you can grieve grief for years, not just a day or two. It lasts forever.
2: No argument there. He's lost a child?
9: No. Uh, has he? No, no I don't I'm think so. saying that he's standing up for these people that are dying. Oh, okay. Right. So the people that he went out there, I guess, while the people were still mourning... Their, their loss. I mean, it's going to last them for a lifetime. Well, well for,
1: this wasn't his function. This was some other function with the, where the elected people were supposed to be there, comforting yeah. them and doing remarks yeah. and so on. Forgive I, me
2: I, if I believe that Beto O'Rourke had a, more of a political motive than a care for the human race <laughs> motive. <right>. You, <laughs> and what about Trump? What
9: about Trump and Ted Cruz at that gun convention? <laughs> that you was know, inappropriate. That was inappropriate
1: fan. too. I yeah, didn't like that, that either. Yeah, that was a little over the top. But uh, but fortunately, it'll feed. In into the Democratic ads so they'll have more fodder, which, strangely enough, is a reference to things you feed into a cannon for for <laughs> violence. So um, that's another topic. Yeah. All right, thank you so thank much, you, Bob. Bob. Thanks I also for
9: want to <laughs> say our elected officials around here, uh, like Linda Slago and uh, Fred Keller, they do hear what we're saying and they cannot get things done. Now, with Fred Keller, he's a Republican and I'm a Democrat. And what I tell him, I believe, is going in the shredder.
3: <laughs>
9: Linda Lego
1: Palmer listens to everyone. Well, we, we
9: That's w- just my opinion. No, we we don't know;
1: he's not currently speaking to us. So. We are blessed to have Linda as one of our representatives around yeah, here. You're we correct. We're in the Fred Keller doghouse. So, all and right, I'll thank you so much, Bob. I'm going
9: to the bridge opening up over there too.
1: All right, thank you, sir. Nice. Uh, next Bob. up is Dick from Milton. You're on the mark. Go right ahead.
10: Just as a, a suggestion, you know, you have a, a forum down here. Maybe you should invite some some uh, school teachers or some. Uh, Administrators or the solicitor for the uh, school district can have them and ask them these questions instead of everybody t- t- assuming that they'll just do this on a whim.
1: Well, I don't think they'll I mean, do it on a whim, it, but we know some teachers are already willing. And, and yeah, I,
10: underst- I understand your point, but my point is, why don't you just have a few of them in and ask them? You have politicians and you ask them questions and see if they really, if they think it's a good idea or not.
1: Okay, I yeah, know you
10: well, think it is, and Dan thinks it is. I'm asking the person you want to give a gun to ask them if they think it is.
1: Yeah, we re- the usually the
10: solicitors. The uh, Administrators and ask them what they think about it.
2: Wouldn't the starting point, I think I like your idea, Dick, wouldn't the starting point, though, be maybe to put a survey out by the state to all the teachers and ask them if training were available, how many of you would be interested in taking part in it, and what to, should the training be? I mean, there, there should be specifics. But I agree, the answer would, would lie in what you're suggesting. Find out from the administrators and the teachers themselves what they're willing well, to the do. Or, the only
10: reason I mentioned your show is because you do have a forum there Yep. And you have people calling in saying, well, get, let's arm these people. All right, we'll do even that. even ask them. That's my point.
1: Yep, we'll and do you that. Have thank them. you. Thank thank people.
10: You have yeah, retired teachers, retired uh, principals that listen to your show. People I've heard them call in before. Ask them.
1: Yep, we're on it. All right, thank okay. you so much, don't Dick. Don't thanks, thanks for the, calling in. Don't me. ask
10: the everyday citizen that doesn't even pay much attention to school other than when something happens.
1: Okay. Gotcha. Thank you, sir. Thanks, Thanks for dude. checking in. All right. 1-800-795-9565. Yeah, we usually do have the superintendents check in over the course of the summer. And uh, so we'll have to do that. Good idea. Make sure we ask him about that. Uh, Stan, you get 60 seconds.
6: Okay. What I called in before was going to talk about before is the Biden administration and the Department of Agriculture are uh, bullying uh, school districts into if they do not allow... Trans kids to use whatever bathroom they identify as They will cut off the school funding for the lunch program for the poor, poor and less fortunate kids in the school districts. Now, to all the bleeding heart liberals out there, do you think that's right? So, <laughs> well, I'm just asking because I, I find it pretty disgusting. Where, where you did got, you hear you got, this? You got a half a percent. What was that? Where did you
2: hear this? I must admit, I haven't heard this one before.
6: Well, you won't hear news. I mean, the Federalist paper is one of them, uh, but it's in multiple things online that that and they it's come from the Department of Agriculture because really? you know they say they're yeah and you know and and it's ridiculous. You know, it's been out there for about a week or so that they that they're going to do this.
8: Huh. You well.
6: know, the, the, the trans agenda is what it is. Okay, but dude, you're going to punish <laughs> poor kids with no, no help with their food because you, the school districts don't want to allow boys in the girls' bathrooms or girls in the boys' bathrooms. <coughs> Something seems wrong with that to me.
1: Seems like some I unrelated issues to me, but that's just my observation.
6: Yeah, yeah. so... I mean, it's, it's strange oh, the way things up. are going. But, uh, Thank you, Stan. Thanks for calling in. Thank you, sir. Any gun law put out there will be punishing only the law, abiding That's all I'm going to say. Have a great day. You Thanks, too. buddy.
1: Take care. Ready And Al is on the radio now. Go ahead, sir.
11: Well, while I'm running around here, uh, I can drop a tape off for you of 2,000 mules. If you want to watch it on? I can drop it. Out there oh, at 10 o'clock. Sh- we can
1: get it on YouTube. Yeah, I'm sure it's you streamed or you stream streamed, <laughs> streamed <laughs> online. You can
11: put it on and
1: watch it on your TV. No, I, I, I don't, don't really know. play it's DVDs awesome. that I'll often. We'll just watch it online when the time comes.
11: I'll bring a copy over. No, no, we we, we we don't
1: need you no, to bring the copy. Not over. Not we can get here. it online. Do not come but here. We don't watch it. We're gonna watch I it online
11: you said, because you you know you're enlightening on other things. You ought to be enlightened yourself.
1: Well, we try not to get bogged down in hyper-researching well, one topic.
2: Well, not only that, but there's no there's no federal law enforcement agency examining this with an eye toward prosecution. With yeah, opinion, yeah. It was somebody's opinion. They put it out there, and okay. they put it out there, and people like you looked at it and said, man, th- they really got the goods on right. people, and other people said, oh, this doesn't prove anything. So it's just a subject for discussion. You, and, know, you, you, you form your opinion of it, other people form their opinion of it, and it, there really is nothing to be gained by, uh, unless somebody says, hey, this is real serious, let's get the feds involved,
1: and well, let and that I, happens. And Joe and I are 150% in favor of any election law reform that would make the election so safer, safer and more accessible and easier for people to vote and to make, a, you know, Joe loves a traditional election day. I think some mail-in is okay, but drop boxes, that's the heart of the 2,000 mules. So I do not need to watch a two-hour documentary that mm-hmm. says that there was some fraud associated with this. I, I'll trust you, you there was. on that topic. <laughs> but let's reform it. Let's move forward. Al, we'll give you the last word. Go right ahead.
11: Yeah, well, you guys can really throw a rebuttal, but if you'd watch it, you know some um uh,
1: All right, we'll watch it. Go thank you. But don't bring the <laughs> well, tape up. We'll watch it online.
11: You say the law enforcement's not using it? They're using it. They've already used it and made arrests from this.
1: Where?
2: <laughs> Where'd they make arrests? Where?
11: Watch it. You're not going to see this on your CBS, NBC, or, MB, you know, all those places. You're going to have to watch it, and then you can fact-check it. Go ahead and watch okay. it and fact-check it before you fact-check it and don't watch
2: it. If they made arrests, that would be a matter of public record. Where did they make arrests? You say they did. Where?
11: They'll tell you on it where they made the arrests. Did you
2: see it? Huh? Did you see it? Yes, all right. Movie. <laughs> no, if you saw it, tell me where.
11: Uh, okay, I'll watch it again and I'll take notes. Uh, well, no. watching it if you want to do fact checking, but you're doing fact checking without watching it.
2: All right. That's we're fine. not fact checking it. We're
1: just listening that's to people's opinions about it.
11: law enforcement won't use it. Law enforcement has used it.
1: Al, don't now, confuse us with the facts. All the people. Our minds are made up. <laughs> All right. Thank you, sir. Thanks for
11: calling. January 6th in three hours. All
1: right. They, thank you.
11: They call the phone picks.
1: Thank you, sir. Yeah. A appreciate the call. All right. Uh, upper right-hand corner, Joe. This okay. The U.S. Department of
2: Agriculture, the USDA, Food and Nutrition Service, announced May 5th that any K-12 school receiving government funding must adhere to transgender-inclusive policies or risk losing the federal funds that enable them to offer affordable or free breakfast, lunch, and snacks to students of low-income families. So we're going to punish the low-income families. Right. I'm <laughs> sorry. there's a great policy. That must be uh, one of Biden's
1: proudest Achievements. We don't have <laughs> a, a gender-neutral bathroom, so you have to go hungry, Johnny. I'm sorry. Oh, and
2: you didn't call me by my preferred personal pronoun. Janie.
1: Okay. And <laughs> so... And then Tom
2: says, arming teachers is a joke unless you're going to arm them with the same equipment as the aggressor. That means bulletproof clothing, AR-15s, and large-capacity clips. You want to go that route? Get real. Can't say I disagree with Tom
1: on that one. Well, (laughs) you know, again, I, I think if you come up with specific scenarios, you can shoot this down. But I know teachers who would love to be trained and to be but armed to and Tom's people who point, work in the school district. To Tom's point, what are you going to arm them with? Bazookas what, maybe, and grenades? What if you gave them uh, equipment that they could put so in on in, words, a, the in kids, an emergency? So, in other words, there's going to
2: be an AR-15 in the classroom with the little kids. The teacher goes nope. out
1: for a minute. Nope, it'll never work, Joe. <laughs> Continue to think as small as humanly possible. I will. And we'll do that. All right, last caller before a quickie break is Joseph. Go ahead, sir.
12: Uh, yes. I never thought that I'd <laughs> agree with Mark and disagree with Joe. Boy, I, I really have to here on this one. Uh, and President Biden, that's his m- mentality, too, not to address hardening the schools. That's totally ridiculous. You don't have to have an AR-15 or 14 or whatever. All you need is a, a 22 pistol. Uh, and I would agree, and I know you have to agree with me, if you were locked in, he went in that room and barricaded that, and was locked in with live teachers and live students. If that teacher had a gun, she would have she, she shot him because he was killing her students. And that uh, teacher that gave her life for shielding her students. I know Mrs. Uh, uh, Garcia, I think it was her husband, died of a heart attack later. She, she, I bet she wished she had a gun. If I had a 10-year-old boy in that class, and my son, I taught him how to shoot guns at a young age. I wish he would have had a gun if he was in that class and, and took that guy out, that madman. Uh, it's, it's totally ridiculous. You don't have to have an AR-15. You don't have to have a vest. And, and by the way, you said, Joe, if he's in another classroom, uh, that teacher would go down there. He's not asking that teacher to go down there, though it would be a good thing, to, to a classroom where they didn't have a gun. But the other teacher should have had a gun. In the classroom that this uh, 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 perpetrator was in, to defend those children.
2: I so mean, you're <laughs> saying they all should be armed? Every teacher should yes, have a gun? they should be. <laughs> <Okay>. Of course. <laughs> That's cockamamie. Goodness, uh,
12: if you knew them, I've been in Africa. I've been in Israel, uh, where you can't have guns, of course, in Africa. And the criminals, they're criminals. They just walk into the houses. They know there's no no uh, defense there, and they steal and rob and kill. But in Israel. Your, your bus drivers because of suicide bombers. And that's what this is, these are suicide people. And how are you gonna stop them? No law is gonna stop them. Uh, if you, if you wanna do that, you're gonna break into someone's house if you don't have a gun and you know he has one and kill him and take his gun, just like that boy did he killed his own mother in the Sandy Hook deal and took her weapon and killed those children. So you can't defend against a suicide. Look at 9-11, these are suicide people. They did not in the name of Allah, and, and these crazies, are, no law is going to stop it. No law is going to stop it. Okay. But you have to harden the schools. And President Biden and Joe, you're against that. That's, that's ridiculous. No, I'm that's not wrong.
2: against hardening the schools. I'm against arming the teachers unless... Well,
12: that's <laughs> the best way, because the teacher's in the classroom with the child.
1: Yeah, then you Children. have 30 armed guards in I mean, the school. All right, got to hit the break. <laughs> Real quick, uh, last word, Joseph. Thanks for agreeing with me on oh, this. we got
2: a lot of calls backed up.
12: Any, any quickie
1: time. comment yeah. before we go? Okay, uh,
12: well, uh, again... In the case just down in Texas, the the criminal went into the classroom, locked the door, and there he was. Right. And the teacher no, was there, was that, all and right. the children were there. And he
1: murdered them. All right. Thank he, you, sir. Thank okay. you. Thank you. Thank you. All right. We got to hit the road. We'll be right back.
4: There's something to be said about a sale with a handshake. A service technician who really knows what he's doing. They can explain it in English what the problem is. There's nothing better than having that friend you could trust in the area.
1: All right, if just one sentence of that email. We'll read the rest tomorrow, but the first sentence... I'm a
2: retired teacher, and school violence was just beginning when I left. I would have been willing to have been trained and able to carry a gun for the children's
1: protection. Yeah, I know a lot of teachers and other people who work for school districts would love to take the training, get the training, and uh, carry. Uh, Chris, you're on the mark. Go right ahead. You get one yeah, when minute.
6: you have gun blinders on, the solution is always more guns.
1: All right, what else? we got one minute. Go ahead.
6: Oh, one minute. Yes, yeah, we're
2: almost out of time here today.
6: Okay. Well, uh, uh, what I said yesterday. Uh, not you didn't read? But it says uh, well-regulated militia, not self-regulated militia. All those militia fans. Out I read there. that on the air myself,
1: and, so. No, we didn't. yes you? i did i we
6: never did i read it
1: never did i did did did. all right go ahead chris wrap but in
6: up. any case <laughs> and also biden's doing a very good job agreed and thank you inflation is directly related to russia so if you're against oh, russia i agree it's biden's fault otherwise it's not
2: and when you got right, your Biden blinders you, on, everything thank is you, runky-dory thank you, thank you. and rosy and
1: beautiful. Call tomorrow at 9.06, and we'll give you more time. <laughs> Cindy, are you okay? Oh, heavens,
7: yes, he's doing a wonderful job. One minute. But my, okay, I'm going to be quick. I believe, and I brought this up before, that we should, the federal government should pass a law, and they should take the body... Of these criminals who assault these people engage in this behavior and they should do a deep forensics on it and I defend this argument by saying number one there was lead endemic in the country and it came from gas it came from paint they outlawed the gas carrying lead and the paint having lead and lo and behold 20 years later the crime rate has dropped dramatically And it's directly correlated to the removal of lead from the environment, proven out not only in this country, but in countries all around the world. Secondly, nobody played football in the 50s and 60s and 70s and 80s and realized that every blow to their head was potentially brain damage. And it took that brilliant physician in Pittsburgh to discover this. Again, some issue that's causing this malevolent behavior. We should take their bodies and do deep forensics
1: on them. Kevin, you, Kevin thinks he agrees with this, but he's too pummeled to know for sure. <laughs> Thank you so much, Thanks, <laughs> Thank Cindy. You, Cindy. Have a nice weekend. Thank you. All right. Well,
2: I guess I'll see you Monday, sir.
1: Yep. We'll talk to you then, buddy. Thanks for everything. Thank you, everybody, for participating. Open phones tomorrow after Financial Friday. This is WKOK Sunbury.